Hey everyone, welcome to Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Brie Marie from livingbrilliant.com. I'm a blogger, online course creator, a mindset and success strategist, and now a podcast host. This podcast is all about how our mindset creates the reality of every aspect of our lives, from money, to relationships, to careers, to entrepreneurship, and even our health and wellness. I know firsthand just how powerful our mindset is, and just how easy it can be to get lost in the complexities of life. Through my own journeys with anxiety, a tough career transition, building a blog from scratch, and a super shaky start with online entrepreneurship, I've been able to connect with experts, coaches, entrepreneurs, and other bloggers from all around the world who are now excited to share their transformational stories and mindset shifts with you. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode of Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. So kind of a really cool backstory to Allie Daniel, who is a mindset coach and soul-aligned business mentor, is it's kind of crazy just how life comes full circle. So I was actually introduced to Allie and her work about a year and a half ago. Um, when I first started livingfreely.com, and I found her through Jessica Demas's blog, Dwell in Magic, and Jessica was on a was on Ali's podcast, and Jessica had sent out a link saying like, "Hey, I was on this podcast, like, check it out." And so I had just started Living Breely, and I started listening to their conversation about how they had learned to monetize their blog. And at that time, it just planted the seed for me of like, hey, maybe one day I could have a business from this blog that I started. But at that time, it was just a seed. (laughs) Um, And I didn't really think anything other than like, oh, these girls are really cool. So I started following both of them on, on Instagram. And that is kind of how my relationship with Allie grew is I was listening to her podcast and I started following her and we've just been sliding in each other's DMs for over a year. So it felt really good to just sit down and have this conversation with her. And I have learned so much from Allie in my own journey with Living Greeley. She has sent me tons of tips and tricks before and helping me focus on what's actually important and what brings value and what I have to offer as well. So Allie is, like I said, she's a mindset and soul aligned biz mentor, and she's the author behind the blog, Punch Drunk Soul, and creator of Her Path to Freedom. So she helps women monetize their passion and knowledge by creating and selling signature services. I did one of Allie's free challenges that she has in her Facebook group, Her Path to Freedom, and it was so valuable, so, so valuable. She does really great lives in Facebook and on Instagram that are just jam-packed full of really important information for anyone who is trying to monetize their blog or is looking to get out of that nine to five. And it has just been amazing to watch her progression 
as a coach, and it's honestly so inspiring. So it's really crazy just how life comes full circle. If I hadn't been introduced to Allie's podcast, I'm not sure where I would be right now. And also, another crazy thing is Jessica Demas is actually going to be on the podcast next week. So I just feel so, so, so grateful to be in this space where I'm connecting with the people that have inspired me to get to where I'm at today. So this episode is just so special to me and so important, and I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Hi, Allie. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's Friday, so that's always like a good day for me. Yeah. Fridays still have a, even, even as entrepreneurs, Fridays still have like that, that feels, all the feels on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to do too much work on the weekends. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I do, sometimes I don't, but. Yeah. I'm the same way. But it's still like Friday. You just kind of like celebrate like the end of a, maybe a really productive week. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. So you are a mindset coach and soul aligned business mentor. So Mm -hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Sure. So um, I do group coaching and one-on-one coaching for women who really want to monetize the knowledge and the passion that's in their heads into an online business. And I really show them how to get set up with their first coaching service. So, um, yeah, I basically help women become coaches based on kind of what really fulfills them and what their true passions are. One of the ways that I actually found Allie was through (laughs) through, um, another (laughs) blogger named Jessica Demas, who has a blog called Dwell in Magic. And ironically, I didn't tell you this, I'm actually interviewing her next week for the podcast. I was like, yeah, like I heard you on Allie's podcast like a year and a half ago. And she was like, I love her. She's so nice. And I was like, she is. (laughs) So we had like a full on like nice positive conversation about you yesterday. (laughs) Oh, I love it. See, this is like what I was honestly like hoping for when I got into like entrepreneurship and started like networking with people, especially over Instagram. I just wanted to build that kind of like, I don't know, like sisterhood that I see so many other entrepreneurs have. Like you look at some of the bigger ones and they're all connected, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have that. Look, it's happening. Yeah, no, I really, I would, (laughs) I'm like, I'm the same way. I look on Instagram sometimes and I'm like, I need to find a tribe. Like, (laughs) yeah, you see them all tagging each other in their stories and you're like, oh man, I need to to get that. So yeah, it's to to have that starting yeah no absolutely so that is actually how I found Allie was through I was following Jessica's blog and she had like promoted like a link because she did your podcast and that was like a year and a half ago (laughs) yeah it was like last April April 2017 Mm -hmm. and I remember being like oh this was this was so cool and I was like really interested in Jessica's story but then like I heard you guys conversing and I was like, this is like, this girl is cool. So I think I added you on Instagram <laughs> and we've just kind of like been yeah, DMing yeah. like back and forward. Mm-hmm. Like randomly responding to each other's stories <laughs> yeah, and, and that's stuff. Just like, now that's just how I make friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I know. I always tell my family like, yeah, I met this person on the internet and they're like, what? <laughs> I know. 
I do the same thing. Like my friends, like you're meeting other friends on Instagram. Like, yeah, it's actually yeah, really cool. Or like I met them in a Facebook group and they're like, what? Like, how does that work? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so funny. It's like social media, like connects people in person. It really, you know. it does. Like I just met someone, I just had someone else on the podcast. She's in Australia. And I'm like, we're like now trying to plan a trip to like, like either she's gonna come here or like I might go there because I have a friend who lives in New Zealand so it's like relatively close Mm -hmm. so I'm like oh but yeah yeah, really cool so we kind of have similar background stories and I know people who listen to my podcast are pretty Mm -hmm. familiar with my story so why don't you share what like how you got into this yeah definitely I love I love talking about my (laughs) origin story um (laughs) So I would say back in like 2015 or so, I was like mid 20s and just starting to more more and more frequently feel like kind of lost and lonely and depressed and anxious for no apparent reason. Like I, by all um, accounts, I had like a wonderful life. I had a great job. It was really flexible. I worked from home mostly a good boss. I lived in an apartment by the beach. Um, I had a great boyfriend, um, good family, good friends. Like my life, you know, like couldn't be going better. It was great. For some reason, I was still feeling just like off. I just felt like something wasn't quite right and um, feeling kind of stuck and not really sure how to move forward and kind of get out of that. And like I said, like kind of waves of depression would come on for like seemingly no reason. And so um, what happened was I just kept pushing that aside. Like I had this feeling like this kind of like niggling feeling in the back of my head. I don't know if niggling is a word, but that's (laughs) how I wanted to describe it. (laughs) It was like just coming up for me and I just uh, like that I needed to do more and that I, I was meant to do more and to follow some other path, but I didn't really, I was too afraid. I was kind of like, no, let's stay to, you know, what everyone else does. You go to college, you get a job, you climb the corporate ladder, you get married, have kids, you know, the whole, the whole American dream. Um, so I was just, I was just too afraid to do anything different. And I thought, you know, like, this is normal. This is how life is supposed to be. So, um, so yeah, I just kept pushing away any of those other feelings to be like doing more or exploring more and getting to know myself more. And so there was just kind of this big disconnect between who I truly was, like with what my soul wanted for me in this life and what I was actually doing. Um, And so eventually it got to the point where I got really sick um, and I developed this like weird autoimmune illness that was actually pretty devastating. It was like a really, really uh, debilitating illness and I had to like stop working and I became like a recluse. I never left the apartment. I just, it was bad, had really bad nerve pains, like hot flashes and would sweat through the night and insomnia. I couldn't sleep. Um, Just, and my skin was really, really raw and like red and tender and even like wearing clothes was painful. So just like, yeah, all sorts. And my skin would would ooze. all sorts of crazy symptoms. And uh, yeah, so I basically got so sick that I had to kind of like put a pause on everything in life. And uh, that's when I started to do more self-reflection and thinking about, okay, like, what do I truly want? Because obviously something's not going right. There can, you know, I need to fix something. Um, So I started just 
journaling and reading more about like spirituality and mindfulness because I was like feeling so awful that I thought I didn't know what would help me. So I was kind of trying everything all at once. Um, And mindfulness and meditation and spirituality was part of that mix. And so, yeah, I slowly just started to get interested in, in mindfulness and doing a lot of research and reading. And then I started uh, my blog, Punch Drunk Soul. And um, that's really how like kind of this all began, like my business now. I started it as a blog thinking eventually I'd be able to turn it into a business, but I just didn't know what that would look like. Um, So yeah, so I just started writing and figuring out more and more what I was like passionate about and interested in. And then kind of organically it evolved into the coaching business that it is now. Um, but yeah, like I said, when I started it, I didn't know what that would look like. Uh, I thought, you know, I would build a big audience and maybe like sell a course or do some eBooks, uh, or maybe even like sponsors be like more like an influencer through like affiliate marketing. I had no idea at that point. I just started blogging and, um, yeah. And then eventually it grew into, into what that's it is That's so now. amazing. No, that's it, literally, I mean, I don't, we didn't have, I didn't have an autoimmune, um, issue or anything like that, but that is so similar to kind of how I felt, except it was, I had anxiety. So it was like, I had this like moment where I was like, a life just had to stop for a second. So I could almost like catch my breath. Cause I just like kept, I was like, it's almost like a weird thing. Like you just keep going through the motions of life, but you're not really living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, what I say was like, I felt like I was living on autopilot. Like it was just like the Mm -hmm. same thing day after day. And like, you could literally just press play and like live my life. It wasn't like anything that I was, I I just wasn't really like conscious through it, I think is the best way to describe it. Like I just was living on autopilot. Like you you said too, it's just going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like you said, with having anxiety and when I was talking about like depression I think that all relates back to so many I think so many of us are getting sick and feeling ill and having this dis-ease within us because we're not following our true purpose and what we're really you know like called to do um here in this in this lifetime I feel like that is a really big reason that we're having so much illness oh absolutely I agree I know I love that and not love it, but I so resonate with the disease and disease and disease thing mm-hmm. because it is yeah. something that I think really is so common in, especially in working nine to five jobs. And for me, part of it was like, I didn't know that there were other ways to make money. Like I thought like yeah. everyone's doing this. So either I'm something's wrong with me or like everyone is this miserable. <laughs> It was like, so I have to like, I mean, people have to pay their bills. People have families to support. So how are they doing yeah. this? And then I kind of went into blogging and I wasn't sure I'd never had the intention to turn it into a business like at all. I just was like, Oh, it'd be cool to like blog about my thoughts and like things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like that push. I mean, and you and Jessica were like a huge part of that. Cause I would hear you guys. Sorry. I'm like, wait, people are like actually making money, like a full-time job (laughs) and they're not being paid like actual money. Like they're being paid actual money and not just like products. (laughs) So then I was like, oh, like I can do something with this. And I had already kind of had 
an audience building and it's still continuing to grow, obviously. And so it, it just, it really is kind of crazy how something so beautiful can come from, from having these burnouts and, and an illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I look back and I'm like, you know, it was the hardest two and a half years of my life. Like it was really the worst thing that could ever right. have happened. Um, not ever, but like it was, yeah, it was brutal. Um, but I look back now and I'm, I really am grateful for it. Like it really was a blessing in disguise because I think, and I've, I've shared this with you too before, but like humans and people learn best through pain. And sometimes like that is what it takes to get us on our rightful path. Like the way the place we're supposed to be going, um, the direction we're supposed to be headed in. Sometimes it takes like extreme pain to get us to shift direction. Otherwise we just keep doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sometimes too, I think it takes a certain type of person to really want to sit down and like self-reflect because that in itself, like is painful because then you start to like bring up all of these things that you've kind of suppressed for so long. And so I think a lot of people avoid that self-reflection because then they, they're really forced to confront like, wow, I really do hate my job. And like, maybe I'm both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's a scary, it's it's a scary thing to do. Um, but I think you also talked to kind of transition, you also talked about like your own limiting beliefs. Like when you started to really make your blog a business is you talked about like fitting Mm -hmm. the mold of what an entrepreneur looked like. So can you kind of Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, um, I think before I, I think before I even got sick, the part of the reason why I didn't, I never, moved forward with doing something different was because uh, I was afraid that I would fail and I didn't think that I really had what it took to be Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. I, um, you know, I think I grew up being very entrepreneurial. Uh, I like started lemonade stands. I sold my leftover like Halloween candy (laughs) on the street. Um, Yeah, I mean, I always had kind of like an entrepreneurial bone in my body. And I even continued I sold things like on eBay when I was in like middle school and high school. And then in college, I had like some other like water bottle business I was doing. (laughs) So I, I really like look back and I'm like, wow, I kind of am an entrepreneur. I don't know why I didn't just like accept that fact. But I think it was because I, I didn't think that I was like, I was a young like 20 year old woman, like I'm not an entrepreneur, you know, I look at like the Mark Zuckerbergs right. and Gary like, <laughs> I don't know, uh, yeah. And I just, and I saw like these huge, big corporations and businesses and I was like, that's not, I'm not, that's not me. <laughs> that's definitely right. not me. Uh, so the only entrepreneurs I was really like seeing in my view were those, those types. And I didn't, yeah, I hadn't yet seen like these entrepreneur online entrepreneurs uh, that we know today, like you and I know, and that I'm sure a lot of other people are now getting introduced to, I didn't realize that there was this whole other right. world out there too. So, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think a huge part of why I just didn't get started for a long time was because I just didn't think that I had what it took to be an entrepreneur. Um, and then, yeah. And then when I did start to grow my blog, um, you know, there was always this someday I will sell something. (laughs) Someday I will have enough experience. Someday I will have enough knowledge. Someday soon 
phone, I will, you know, attend that training and really, and like, oh, that will make me feel like an expert. And that will make me feel like I am, I have something of value to sell to people. And so I think I was always waiting and waiting to feel ready and waiting to feel like I had enough value to offer and felt like I was an expert in something. And I think, I think most new entrepreneurs, especially coaches can relate to that. The imposter Uh, syndrome. Yeah. And just feeling like, yeah, like you're like, like that, that your, that your value or the, your knowledge isn't valuable to other people that like what you have in your head. Oh, everybody knows that. Like you're not an expert. Everybody right. knows Well, you stuff. said something uh, in the phone call that we did before that like really just like stuck with me. And I like literally think about it every single day now. <laughs> is you said you're never an expert or an authority until you decide that you are. And I think like we're always like waiting to somehow qualify, like what qualifies someone as an expert or an authority? Is it a degree? Is it a number Mm -hmm. of years that they're like in a particular practice? And a lot of the times, like those people who, I mean, not everyone, obviously this is like a generalized statement, but like people who are quote experts or have an authority in, in a particular field, it's like they've done so much research on it, but maybe they haven't actually lived it or experienced it. It's not true for everyone, yeah, but like, totally. I think that that's what in the space that we're in makes it so different as in, as entrepreneurs is it's like, you're doing things that you've truly lived and like walked through. Yeah. Especially coaches. Like we are, we are literally guiding people through the same problems and transformations that we ourselves went through. And so that's why it can be so powerful, but that's also why, yeah, there's this imposter syndrome because there is no certification there is no like this is when you become an expert when you have like a hundred hours under your belt there's no one that there's no one that ordains you um an expert or an authority like that really is there's no number of hours there's no anything to be an expert it's just something that you own and you're like all right well you gotta like start owning your knowledge and owning your value and knowing your worth and when you do that like that is really when you can start selling things because you feel comfortable like actually knowing that your knowledge is yeah valuable. I think so much of the work I mean at least like and from what I have kind of like looked back and reflected on for my own things is it's like setting everything up like you can create the best course like the most beautiful landing page and like sales page and all of these things but if you don't decide that it works for people and that it's valuable for people no one's gonna buy into it like oh yeah if you're not confident and you don't if you don't believe in it yourself then yeah no one who wants to buy from somebody who doesn't believe in exactly and I think you know that that sense of people can really tell when you're being disingenuous I think that that transcends very easily through everything like whether it's an email or a landing page, or, like, a video, or whatever, like, you can tell when, I don't even know how to explain it, like, how to articulate it, it's, like, you can just, yeah, it's, it's like, a vibe that you get, you're, like, oh, I don't know about this, like, I don't know if this would actually work, but, um, yeah, I think that that's also a really important factor, and the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about, too, was, like, waiting for the sign to show up. Yeah, like waiting, like waiting to be ready. Like this is like, oh, this is, this is my calling. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that so many people wait for that. And that's another reason why I have, like, I talk a lot about finding your purpose and following your purpose, but I truly don't believe that there is this one career path or like one job title that is like your true purpose. I don't, I don't believe that. And I feel like that that's what gets a lot of people hung up on that waiting feeling, like waiting till they feel like, oh, this is, wow, this job, it's really fulfilling me. Like that's what they're kind of waiting for. But I think you create it. Like that's, it's not something that just happens <laughs> and like the angels sing and the clouds part and you're like, this is my purpose. Yeah, and I also think it's a lot of <laughs> no. trial and error. Like it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's trying. Like things. you don't know, yeah. like, it's not like one day when you're walking your dog, you're going to be like, my purpose in life is to like be the best underwater mm. basket weaver out there. Like, <laughs> oh <laughs> you know, gosh. it's like, that's just kind of, it's like, you have to go through, through the motions and like figuring out what works and like, what doesn't work for you and what feels right for you. But yeah, I think like, yeah, I think that's also like waiting to f- to find that purpose or to like go after what you want I think and like waiting and waiting and waiting yeah we're all waiting for that like that perfect moment the perfect idea to come to us yeah I work with a lot of women in my program through that specific problem because many of them come to me I want to start a business I have all these ideas but I'm just not sure which one is like right for me and um like honestly, like half the time during the program, I mean, they do really land on something that they inspires them. But many times I do tell them too, like, look, it, it might not feel a hundred percent right right now. Like it's just something maybe you're excited about, maybe something you're passionate about and you just have to try it and move forward. But if you don't start something, then you're never going to have anything to like pivot into or change into because you won't have started. So you have to start with something and then you're going to learn like, oh, I liked this. I didn't like that. Oh, I liked working with this person. I didn't like working with that person. This feels heavy. This feels light. And you just start gravitating towards the things that start to feel better. And eventually you get to a place where you're like, wow, this does feel really good. Like I've been in my business, my coaching business now about a year. And I mean, when I first started it, it's, it didn't, I felt kind of like an imposter, like a fraud. Like, I don't know what, what the heck, who's going to believe me, (laughs) but, um, you know, like you just, so yeah, it didn't feel like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. I was excited about it, but like, I had to keep doing it again and again and again to really start to find my groove and to find the people that I really liked working with and to find like the exact right, like you know, feeling and niche and problem solving (laughs) strategies that worked for me. Uh, And now like a year later, I'm feeling really, really good about where my business is at, but it takes Mm -hmm. time. I think it's all about being comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable. At least that's like, what's kind Mm -hmm. of, what's kind of always been my thing is it's like, oh, this feels really uncomfortable, but yeah, it's also mm-hmm. my first time doing this or it's like new for me. So I'm not expecting to go into this and, you know, be a hundred percent success. Like I think. Oh yeah. You're going <laughs> to suck at first. <laughs> Everyone sucks at first. Like just like embrace the suckiness and just keep sucking. Yeah. Less I like look less. back <laughs> at some of my first blog posts and I'm like, 
my god I want it like I just cringe and like these are horrible like what was I saying like and I keep them up because I think for me like I love to see progression so I'm like maybe you know Mm -hmm. someone will find the value of like reading a really crappy blog post about mindfulness (laughs) yeah you know what I you know what I used to do um and I don't really do this anymore because I try not to I try not to look at what other people are doing as much because it just, I feel like it just overwhelms me and I start comparing myself to what are they doing? What are they doing? But when I was just starting something I really liked doing that I feel like is a good exercise for people getting started too, is like, look, look at someone you admire, go to their website, um, check it out. And then, um, go to, I think it's like the way back machine. Google has like this, um, archived web pages, um, that you can go look at and you can type in whoever you admire. Like for me, it was Marie Forleo. She was, you know, I really, um, yeah, I really respect and admire her. And so I was like, okay, let's look at her progression. So I typed in her site and then I went way, way back. (laughs) So like she, man, she started like back in, I don't know, like 2000, like when the internet was just starting, she was on it and her sites are up there from way back when. And it is so cool to like go look back and see how far she's come because she started out as like a relationship coach and she had all these like these books and like trainings and DVDs on relationships and how to how to be the woman to find your right man and blah, blah, blah. And so it's just so interesting to like go back and see like, you know, where she started and realize that everyone starts somewhere. Like everyone starts out as a newbie and like, totally doesn't know what they're doing and um you know their website looks like crap in the beginning too and that's okay like you don't have to start perfectly and you don't have to start with these amazing like photographs and branding and all of that that comes later you know with experience and with money and income in your business um and I think we so often forget that we look at people we admire and we think why aren't I there yet and it's because they've been doing this like 10 years yeah and they've been doing it for so long like you you just can't compare and just think about if you start now in five years you're going to be there and I think we always we're looking for that immediate satisfaction but we need to remember like we're in it for the long game like look at where you could be in 20 years you know or even like I mean it's just incredible like the amount of growth like you were saying like since you've started your blog, like the amount of growth that you've endured, not only as a person, but also your business has transformed. I think that those mm-hmm. are all like, I just like think about that. I'm like, wow, like in six months, I've been able to do this. In six months, I've been able to do this. Like, yeah. if I continue to show up every day, even if it's just for an hour or two hours every day, like how mm-hmm. far will I be in six months, in a year, in five years, yeah, in 10 years? years? So I think mm-hmm. When people yeah. like are saying like, oh, I'm waiting for the perfect like business name or I'm waiting for you know, the idea or the yeah. product or whatever to come to mind. I'm like, I think that's a cop out. Like, honest, like, they're, yeah, they're scared. scared. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Been there. <laughs> like, I, I get where you're coming from, yeah. but it's also like you just have to start. And usually, like, where you start mm-hmm. and where you end up are com- two completely different oh, things. Oh, yeah. And if they're not, then you're probably not doing something right. Like it Mm -hmm. will change and it should change. Um, It's always going to grow and and become something different. But yeah, I think part of getting over that fear is just (laughs) remembering that it's, it's all an experiment and nobody knows what they're doing. Like you look at Gary Vee, you look at Marie Forleo, you look at Lewis Howes. 
Amy Porterfield, even they don't know what they're doing. They're just trying mm-hmm. something. They literally put out new products all the time. They have no idea how yeah. they're going to land. I mean, they start new things and um, they do like new ads and um, new podcast episodes and they don't know what's going to happen. They really, they don't, they don't know the end result. So we're all out there looking at what other people are doing and trying to copy them when it's like, no, nobody, nobody knows what we're doing. We don't know what things are going to fail and which things are going to succeed. And the marketplace is changing so quickly that like that even old strategies that used to work are no longer working. So it's like, just go out there and try something. You're never going to know what the turnout is going to be until you just try it. And just instead of taking it as like, this is going to fail or succeed, just take it as like, this is a learning experience, no matter what, I'm going to learn something. Well, I think too, like the difference between, I don't want to say unsuccessful, but I think like successful and maybe less successful people are, I think successful people view failure differently. Like they may view like if a course doesn't sell or if, you know, their coaching doesn't Mm -hmm. fill completely up, like they don't look at that as like, I failed, I'm done closing shop no. this is it like versus maybe an unsuccessful yeah. person maybe like well that that's it you know I invested all this time and yeah. like it didn't work yeah. and now I'm uh, you know this is you know that was my sign from the universe <laughs> this isn't gonna work out I think this, yeah, this yeah, successful no, people yeah, continue yeah. with that that sense of like okay well it wasn't a total flop like I learned this lesson and I got to work with this really cool person and like how can I use you know, maybe the resources or the tools that I've learned and repurpose that into something else. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, like you said, failure is, there is no failure um, except for quitting or never starting. I think those are the only two types of failure that there really are because yeah, like you said, as long as you're learning something, then you get to implement what you've learned the next time around and it's going to be even better that's why I say like, even if you're not hundred percent sure about like a business idea, just try something because you're going to learn something. You're going to have some new strategies. You're going to like be more comfortable, maybe doing like a Facebook live or something. So then when you do have uh, an idea that you're even more excited about and that feels even more right, you're already going to be, Somewhat. you know, 10 steps ahead of where yeah, you you'll were be before. Yeah, you a little bit more well-versed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, like I, oh, I listened to um, Gary Vee's audiobook. Um, the one that he just put out crushed it or crushing it Um, and he Mm -hmm. talks about like this one lady who she literally makes I think like a hundred thousand dollars a year or maybe less than that I mean still a significant amount of money about Mm -hmm. her entire business is how to make sourdough bread (laughs) and (laughs) yeah I know that's that's the thing too it's like yeah people are like oh I have to think of like the new gadget and like the new like I have to create be the next Elon Musk and create a Tesla like no you gotta you gotta monetize your passion literally like whatever you are passionate about someone else wants to learn it trust me someone else wants to learn it and all you have to do is pick one thing do it over and over again and you can make yeah you can make a six-figure business on one offer like one tiny thing you can make you can make a seven figure business off one offer. I mean, there's literally like, (laughs) just go out and try something and repeat it and keep repeating it and just don't give up. Like that is the key to success. It's it's (laughs) like, people are like, well, that just sounds too easy. And I'm like, no, it's not easy. It's not (laughs) easy to keep, you know, like, I mean, in the beginning, like, and I, I don't know if you felt like this, but it was like, man, every day I felt like I was like getting thrown in a boxing ring getting the shit kicked out (laughs) of me 
And I was like, but I have to just mm-hmm. like keep going. And I think it was like this sense yeah. of curiosity of like, well, what if I didn't give up? Like, what if I just tried mm-hmm. a little bit longer? Like, what if I just kept pushing myself? Like, what would happen? And now yeah. I'm here. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I think. I think I realized too, you know, I looked around at the people that were making six figures, seven figures through, you know, an online business, like this sourdough woman you're talking about, like, and I was like, there is literally no difference between me and them. Like, if this chick can do it, I can, I definitely can do it. Like, I know I'm a smart person. I know, like, I I work hard. So there's there's no secret pill that they've swallowed that has gotten them there, except for the simple fact that they started something and then they just didn't give up like they just kept going and yeah she's probably been doing it for like yeah, three it years, was like you I know think, like, so do it for more than a year and <laughs> I promise you're gonna see results yeah I think her her story was like I think her husband I mean don't this could be totally wrong but like something happened where she was like finally single and like on her own and the daughter came over one day when she was making bread and started recording her making these bread things and she put it into a course and she, she started like marketing it and selling it and she makes like a whole other thing. And even if it's not like you want to, you know, have this be your full-time career, like you can still make a, a substantial amount of like side income. Like maybe you're putting that money yeah. away to like pay off your student loans or buy a house yeah. or like, or just not rely on one single income stream. Right. I think that's so important these days too. Yeah. To have multiple streams of income because you don't know when something's gonna you know when the market's gonna crack or the jobs are gonna fall you don't know when that's gonna happen so creating that sustainability for yourself is is huge yeah and even if like you do that like let's say this bread making lady sourdough lady she (laughs) sourdough lady that's her new new name um (laughs) does this for five years and she's like you know what on this side I've also mastered making brownies and so now she's gonna start another business with just brownies and and she already knows how to do it it's like always (laughs) yeah there's always I think like a lesson to this and it's just like it's so amazing and it just like makes me so happy to see other women like doing the things that they really love to do and not sitting in a cubicle farm for nine hours um like mm-hmm. you don't have to sit in a windowless break break room <laughs> like eat your lunch like yeah that's not yeah. living you know it's just surviving mm-hmm. yeah and I think there's you know like there's obviously there's so much need for employees and working those big companies and there's nothing wrong with like having that nine to five lifestyle if that's something that really drives you you know but if you're the type of person like you and I and you don't fit into that corporate structure and you feel like you're trying to like jam your square peg into a round hole don't you there are yeah. other options you know there's so many other o- options like you can go sell yeah. sourdough bread or teach people it's the internet is all about being able to teach people if you literally have something that you're excited about and you know how to do that other people you know maybe ask you about you you can go teach that to people yeah I think that point Uh, pointing that out to you like two things I think yeah of course I never want to come off as like I'm putting people down who work nine to five jobs because I worked with like very women who seriously thrived in that environment like they were like Oh, totally. Lockwork. Me too. And that's why I was like, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I thriving? I thought something was wrong with me, but no, it's just a totally yeah, different. Like yeah, they, they love it. Like they thrive off of that. That is their mm-hmm. jam. They love that. And yeah. no, like 
not for me, good for her kind of situation. Um, And then the second thing is teaching people. I think that that's like such a huge, like a key thing. Yeah. Teaching and guiding. Yeah. Those are my two, like if you can teach someone something or if you can guide them through something, I mean, you've got, you've got a business. (laughs) You just have to, you just have to really refine your, your system and your process and how you actually like get those results. But yeah, I mean, that is simply put, like you are fixing someone's problem and when you can fix someone's problem, that's the business. I absolutely agree. I think that that is teaching someone and guiding someone. I love that. Um, Yeah, that's like what the internet business is all about. (laughs) Internet businesses. And I think too, it's like, it's just about like exactly what you said, capitalizing a skill that you have. Like people don't, they Mm -hmm. sit on it. Like they don't think like, oh, no one's really interested in learning how to make sourdough bread or learning how to fix a bike or fix a car or like these little like very specific things that you think I'm only interested in them and I'm like there are seven billion people in the world like you do not think that a hundred thousand of those seven like just do the math statistically like yeah and if you're interested in it then other people are interested in it I mean gosh I was walking down the street in um, Campbell a city right by me and there were like three doll shops, like dolls, like, um, you know, American yeah. girl dolls, like, like old dolls, like really creepy doll shops, three in this really tiny small town. And like, it just goes to show like, I mean, I don't know anybody who likes <laughs> dolls, but there are obviously lots of people who like collecting dolls. So, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like there, yeah, there are people who like all sorts of random crazy things. And if you like some weird thing, <laughs> there are going to be other people out there who like other, that yeah, weird thing or as you well. can get them interested so. in your weird thing too. Like, <laughs> that too, yeah, through yeah, your content. So it yeah. really just depends on, on, on what you're interested in. But what kind of transitioning into like mindset shifts? So, what mindset shifts did you have that helped you transition out of this is just a blog and now I want to turn it into more of a coaching business Mm -hmm. I think kind of going back to what we talked about earlier with owning that expert status and owning like Mm -hmm. knowing your worth and uh, owning that authority status um, I think that was a big part of my mindset shift um, was just realizing that, yeah, the knowledge and information that I had in my head is valuable and there are people who will pay for it. Um, so I think that was the big one for me. And then um, the other big one was um, just learning to learning that the people who are successful are only successful because they started before they were ready. Like that was a huge shift for me is just like, you're never going to feel ready. Never going to feel like it's perfect. You're never going to feel like you're on top of the world here. (laughs) So like you just have to start before you're ready. And that that is like, that is really what made me start my business was like realizing that there was nothing that separated me from the other people doing it. There was no difference except for they just started even though they weren't you know sure about their path or they weren't sure about what they were doing like they just started so I think those are probably the two two big mindset shifts for me yeah I think that yeah I think starting before you're truly ready because no one's ever ready is such a important Mm -hmm. mindset shift to have because then you just start 
trying like once you start trying one thing you're kind of it almost becomes I don't want to say addicting because it is very scary but like you almost wonder like well what else can I try like what else can I do if I can do this like one little thing and I always say like to people start small like I'm not saying you know you have to like quit your job sell Mm -hmm. your house move to a foreign country just start (laughs) something small and I think from that small little pivot in that small shift like that's when they really start to see the bigger picture like whoa like what else can I do like what else is out there for me to try that I haven't thought about trying before mm-hmm. or was too scared to try before yeah and like what's the the um the law of motion or like an object at rest stays yeah, at rest but yeah law. but an object <laughs> stays in motion. motion yeah like once you are going like you just have that momentum it's so much easier to keep going if you just take that first step and go but if you never take the first step you're never yeah. gonna get going my favorite one of my favorite quotes around that is like a parked car never moves or a parked car never changes direction like you can't you can't move you can't change direction you can't shift your company or business or ideas if you haven't started yeah. yet so like you have to actually get started yeah first. and another question I have is and this is something like I always like to ask people um is I think a lot of the times we see a lot of successful women on the internet who are like really killing it, really doing their thing. They're like, I had this like 10K launch, 15K, 30K launch. And I think that's amazing. And I think it's great. But I also think that there is some, how do I phrase this? Like, we don't know how many times they've tried to launch something before they hit those numbers. (laughs) We don't see the ice it, underneath the water, like of the iceberg. Perfect. We only see the tip perfect. of it. So, like, how yeah. do you to your clients? How do you relay that inform that message to them without being discouraging? Oh, like without being discouraging, the fact that yeah. it does take like time. I think because I think for like I mean a millennial here, like everything has to be like instantaneous. So it's like, oh, I do the work, and like yeah. this is the result yeah. that I expect. And sometimes it's like, mm, okay, maybe that's not going to happen. <laughs> like the first time you try yeah I think I'm just I I just I'm really transparent with them about my business and how far I've come and what my process has been so they all know like you know I started this group coaching program last last November was when I I launched it actually in December so technically December um so I hasn't even been a year yet and um I told you know I tell them the progression of it how the first time I had four members and you know like that was kind of my beta launch and then the second time I had six and then the next time I had 10 so it was just kind of like I'm very open with my process and how long it's taken me to get where I am and um letting them know that you know it's not an overnight thing it doesn't happen instantaneously but uh if you do continue to show up and you do continue to put in the work like it will happen for you there's no way around it. Like it definitely will. Um, and then I also let them know, like you guys have, you guys are like miles ahead of where I even was when I started because they're starting one with a coach, two with a, a support group. Yeah. And three, like with the right foundation, like I did, I, I tried this all for like, maybe like I was blogging and trying to come up with my business for like a year before I actually started sold and started anything and so they're doing all like I learned so much in that year and in the first like six months of my business that I'm now getting to pass on to them in such a quicker mm-hmm. time frame so yeah I 
did it in a year so they can probably do it in six months you know like they're getting the foundation so much faster so um, so yeah I think I'm just very transparent about my process and then I'm also just encouraging to them to know like if you keep showing up and you have the support here like then you will make it happen like I give them 100% you guys will do it if you just continue to show up and support each other I love that and my last question well this isn't my question let's say it's someone from but like if someone has a blog and is looking to maybe turn it into something more either like a coaching practice or full-on business what would you say to them Mm -hmm. I would say and I actually have a great like freebie for this if you guys want it um but I would say that stop focusing on trying to grow your audience stop trying to focus on um growing like a following or instagram stop creating tons of content and just get to know um the the knowledge that you have in your head really figure out what it is that um, you can go out there and fix someone's problem with like can you solve someone's problem can you guide them to a solution can you guide them through a transformation Figure out what that is and start selling something. Start. You don't have to have a big audience. You don't have to have like a huge email list or a lot of traffic in order to get started in your business. And I think so many bloggers, myself included, when I first got started was thinking that I needed to grow my, my blog, I needed to grow my traffic, my email list, my social media following before anyone would actually mm-hmm. buy anything from me. Um, And I thought that, you know, selling maybe like a $97 course to a lot of people was the way to go. But that's a really, really long tail strategy because it takes so much time to build up that kind of audience. And if you want to get started right away, like just like going back to this coaching, like figure out your own signature system and your own zone of brilliance, which is all what I do in in my program um, and figure out what that is and how you can guide people to a transformation or teach them a process and you have a business right there and you can go out there and sell that without even needing a website without even needing an instagram or social media like go on facebook start talking about what you're doing and even in your own network you're gonna have people that are like oh i kind of want to do that yeah so yeah like you can get started like right now you just (laughs) just stop waiting that's like (laughs) just stop building your audience stop trying to you know like become this expert or um, influencer before you before you start selling no I think you gave me that piece of advice too like a couple months ago months and oh gosh months ago because I thought I forgot what you were what it was but you like dm me on in dm me on instagram or I dm'd you on instagram because I was like writing Mm -hmm. a blog post it was up super late and I thought like okay I have to have you know 40 blog posts up before I could even sell anything and you were like, no, <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. like 80% of your work should be in, in marketing and promoting and talking about like what it is you actually do. And the other 20% should be like this stuff, like the stuff that I was yeah. doing. And it was you're, like, and I like realized yeah. I was like, oh yeah, why? Like I kind of did it backwards. Like where most like, of us do. I don't know why. I think it's because, you know, there's, okay. sorry to cut you off, but I think it's because there are so many experts, quote unquote experts out there who are promoting like. Um, you need to grow your email list. You need to grow your traffic. You need to do this. You need to build a course. So we're like, oh, that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. But um, that's, yeah, that's definitely lower on the priority list. I think you got to start with revenue generating activities so that you actually have a business and then like continue building out your content. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I didn't even start my own blogging Instagram. Like I had my personal one and I never talked about my blog. 
at all. Because, I mean, that's like a whole other thing of like why I did that. But then I started my, <laughs> yeah. my Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually a lot of work that like I'm glad I didn't like do this while, yeah, waste yeah, like, while I was trying to like do all these other things with my blog. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. that if I could go back, I mean, we can only connect the dots looking back, right? But like, I think if there was one thing that I would change, it's like I wouldn't focus so much on like, worrying about the views and how many like clicks I was getting and like you know all of that yeah that stuff doesn't matter it really it doesn't, doesn't matter especially right in the beginning like right in the beginning it's just figure out what problem you can solve and then go out there and start working yeah. with people <laughs> yeah because I like I said I yeah. kind of did it backwards and I was really fortunate I never like set the intention to like get views like I was like oh I'm just gonna like make some pins and like you know because I wanted people to like actually read what I was writing but so I didn't expect Mm -hmm. the like numbers that I got and like how quickly like my email list grew and like all of those things I I did not anticipate that at at all um so it kind of Mm -hmm. you know did work somewhat in my favor but I wish that I would have like tailored my message and maybe my niche a little bit sooner than I did but again you know, it all kind of works itself out eventually, but yeah. Yeah. Every your your timing is yeah, perfect. It's the way divine it is, timing you know? and that's all individual. So. <laughs> yeah. We're all on our own unique yeah. journeys awesome. and our own time. So yeah. In conclusion, mm-hmm. so kind of tell us, I know that you have your courses, your Facebook group, which I joined your Facebook group and your <laughs> yeah. coaching. So where can people find you and is your freebie out yet? Yes. Yeah. My freebies out. You can download that. It's um, my seven tips for monetizing your knowledge online. And um, so yeah, in it, I share kind of like the do's and don'ts of what you should be focusing on. And then uh, um, I also give my like five steps for how to actually start implementing them. So that you can download at punchdrunksoul.com slash monetize. Uh, like monetize your knowledge. And um, yeah, and you guys can find me over at my blog, punchdrunksoul.com. Uh, my Facebook group, you can find that one um, at uh, punchdrunksoul.com slash squad, S-Q-U-A-D. Um, and yeah, I've got my podcast coming back up. Um, I'll be launching, relaunching that soon. Um, so I'm excited for that. I've got four episodes up right now if anyone wants to go like binge, <laughs> binge listen to those. But um, yeah, new episodes will be coming out um, in the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's an Instagram. I'm just at punch drunk soul. I post on my stories pretty much every single day. So I know she's so consistent. I think that's like so admirable because I'm like very, I don't want to say I'm inconsistent, but I love that you just like share so much about like the, like the little things that you do every day. Cause I think those that really add up to like what makes us a person successful. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I remember, I think we were actually even talking about, um, like I posted the other day about how um, that I was trying to like help or fix or, or, you know, like someone's problem and how that was that like backfired on me. I was like, Oh, we should talk about that. Maybe that'll be yeah, another episode. Yeah. Well, I would love to be on your podcast. So whenever you're ready, we can talk about yeah. that. Cause I think that that's like actually a really good conversation. It definitely is. And it's one that like, more people need to have. I don't feel like it's talked about enough, especially in the coaching world and in especially in the mindfulness world. All of us uh, that are learning all of this stuff, we we want so badly to share it with people because we know how much it's helped our lives. But people don't want to yeah, hear it. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> like, runs. They don't want to hear it. They're and everyone runs it. their business differently. <laughs> like 
Like we were talking about this and before, just like literally before we were talking about this, I was like, I'm not a morning person. You're like, really? I am a morning person. And I'm like, See, I'm like, <laughs> I were to give you advice. I'd be like, don't work in the mornings. And if you were to give me advice, it'd be yeah. like yeah. work yeah. in the mornings. And if it doesn't work, like sometimes it just doesn't freaking work for people. And I know, like I was thinking about this, like after I sent you that message, it's like, especially for coaches, it's so easy when a friend comes to you and they're like, I have this problem. Like you immediately jump into coaching mode. And you're like, oh, yeah, I yeah. dangerous. It's a slippery yeah. slope. <laughs> Don't do it. I've learned to bite my tongue, and it's it's yeah, it's still hard. Like I shared on my story the other day, like I made a faux pas, and my friend got really mad at me, and he told me like, look, you cannot do this. It's very condescending, <laughs> like very judgmental. So like, yeah, oh, I did not even notice. I didn't realize I was but doing it. I'm so sorry. And I how he Oh yeah. Like I, I thanked him. I was like, thank you so much for being like honest because a lot of people would just get mad and not say anything about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a very honest person. So I do appreciate. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ali, for being here. I will include all of her Instagram and all the links that she talked about in the episode (laughs) description. So please go and check her out.